everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. This is so exciting. We are thrilled to have one of our favorite hall stars is here. Everybody knows how much I love Andrew Francis. This is so fun. I'm Rachel and Andrew Francis is here to talk to us. This is so cool. Hey everybody. Hallmarkies, Chessies, everybody out there. Yes. Hey, Rachel. Yes. Thank you so much. This is so fun. So excited as you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. I doubt that, but here we go. All right. So what we like to ask our interviewees uh, to do at first is just introduce yourself and to let us know what inspired you to become an actor. Sure. Um, well, my name is Andrew Francis. I started acting when I was six years old, actually. Uh, I started by doing a whole bunch of commercials. I did about 40 commercials before I was nine years old. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I really loved, you know, my mom sort of got me into it, but she always gave me the option of, you know, if I felt like I wanted to stop doing it, uh, I always had that out. Uh, but I absolutely loved being on set. I loved performing, uh, everything that being on set entails. Uh, then when I was nine years old, I got braces. And so I decided to get into voice acting. Uh-huh. And so, um, yeah, it kind of took off from there. Um, I mean, I couldn't do like uh, cereal commercials anymore, right? Because I had this big metal mouth. Uh, so yeah, taking the direction that I'd used from uh, my commercial work, I took that into the voice studio and they were always looking for kids who can actually play kids parts because I'm, I'm guessing Rachel, as you know, a lot of times older women will play younger right, boy right. parts, right? Kind of like the Bart Simpson deal. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, so I, um, you know, I was, I was good at taking direction and uh, I really had a great career throughout my teen years and that bled into my 20s. I was doing acting as well, um, and then uh, Chesapeake Shores came along one day. I was doing a lot of Hallmark movies. I kind of got in with sort of the Hallmark crowd, and then they got to know me. And uh, I was working on a, sh- uh, a movie called Mismatched, and uh, I got the call for the Chesapeake Shores audition. I actually had to miss the first audition, so I put something on tape, and then they had me come in, and uh, I did something. They wanted something with a little more edge, so I gave them something with a little bit more edge, and then I was thrilled to get the call that I was going to be on the show. That is so cool. Well, so I want to talk about your voice acting because everybody knows animation is my first love. And so you've been a voice actor for forever, like you say, and I counted 20 animated series that you've been on. Uh, That would be an at least. Yeah. Yeah. I think my my IMDb is up to about 180 now. And most of it, a lot of it is, is cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I say like that, you've been like multiple like not just a one-off kind of thing. Uh, it was, was 20 that I counted, but that is amazing. And I'm just so curious what your process is for coming up with a voice. Well, um, there's different processes for different parts. Um, sometimes they'll give us a character breakdown with a voice ref, like a, sort of a voice match. For instance, uh-huh. like, they wanted something sort of like Kent Brockman. You know, so, or Troy McClure, actually. Sorry, that's what they wanted. So, you know, I'm Troy McClure. So you sort of start there and then make it your own. Uh, another way is that they'll give you uh, a description and also a photo. So if I see that, um, like I did a, a cartoon called Slug Terra, where I played a uh, cave troll, and he's this big guy. And so, okay, right away, he's got to be big. And, uh, you know, and he's, he's always like uh, being, he's tough, but he's also very jokey. And so, you know, he can, yeah, you got to see this thing. Hey, you better watch out. Uh, so, you know, I'll look at the at the model or the picture that they give yeah. me and kind of sort of see, okay, he's got big jowls. So maybe I'm going to give him something like that. Or, you know, if he's a smaller character, I'm going to start there. If he's, you know, a little bit, if he's got glasses, I'll sort of, you know, make him a little more nasally or something like that. So it's really just kind of coming up with uh, the process that works for each character. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. yeah. So usually you'd look at a picture or something like that, or uh, you've done a lot of anime. So do you listen to the, like the Japanese uh, p- performer and then decide your, or do you just do your own? Sometimes it depends if they, uh, you know, if, if the show has already been done and I have access to it, I will uh, go and, sorry, someone's feeding my cat. Um, <laughs> okay. I'll, uh, I'll go and I'll check out, uh, I'll check out what was done before uh, overseas and uh, try and sort of base it off that a little bit. But a lot of times when they're bringing over something like that, uh, you kind of want to make it your own. So I'll go in and I'll sort of work with the voice director and I'll sort of find what the right voice is for the English dub, you know, and kind of take the Japanese or whatever the language was before as a little bit of a reference. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, you got to be the lead male for The Girl Who Left Through Time. Yes. Was that an amazing experience? It was an absolutely amazing experience. That was one of my favorite projects to work on. Uh, they mm-hmm. actually had a little premiere here in Vancouver, which was really fun to go to. Oh, cool. But I love the sound design in that movie, especially. Oh. Like, there's the times where they're playing baseball and, uh, and, you know, just with the crickets going and, like, you really get put into that setting. We actually don't have access to that kind of mix when we're actually doing the, the show. Um, but playing that part and by such a renowned director, I mean, yeah. he does such great projects. Um, actually, you know, the last convention, because I do My Little Pony as yeah. well. I was at a My Little Pony convention, and um, one of my fans gave me uh, the DVD of the next movie that he did after. So I've still. Oh, you've seen it? I haven't seen it yet. No, I'm oh, still yeah. waiting to watch it. Well, uh, he has one coming out this year, which I'm so excited about. Is that uh, right? Yeah, called A Mirai of, uh, of the Sun or something like that. Anyway, Mirai something, and I'm really excited about it. It's yeah. supposed to be great and yeah his last one was a good uh boy and the beast it was called yeah um it wasn't my favorite of his but it was still good yeah, yeah. and i well, love yeah. summer wars so much summer wars okay yeah you should check that out it's really good okay. yeah it's like it's like wreck it ralph and meets the matrix meets like you know what? that's the one that you gave me is it sort of a big a rabbit Type yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the she gave. She gave me. Yeah. Oh, you'll love it. It's super right. creative and great. I'm excited. Yeah, I love it. Uh, that's really really cool. Yeah. So you had been in Ninjago and Friendship Brings Magic. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and you've been really great about uh, supporting the fan base. You know, our uh, all the bronies and all that fun stuff. Like, what is that? What is that like to be involved I, in that? I have an absolutely awesome experience every time I go to one of the conventions. Yeah. Um, you know, you see a lot of the same people. Uh, a lot of them go to from convention to convention, so it's cool. I mean, when I first went, uh, I made friends with sort of all the the main bronies that you see yeah. at all the different conventions, and I love spending time with them. Uh, you know, it's it's a place where some people who necessarily can't sort of show their uh, their extrovert side, yeah. they really come out of their shell at these conventions, and uh, it gives me great joy spending time with them and. Uh, uh, I don't know, given, sort of brightening up their day a little bit because they brighten mine. So it's, it's a give and take for sure. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to me because, uh, you know, some people might be dismissive of, oh, you know, pe- they're men who like uh, My Little Ponies. But in, in my opinion, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with, uh, with men liking things that are feminine uh, or at least were originally designed for yeah. for for women and uh and i think it, there's actually a lot more men that like hallmark channel than i would have ever thought before doing this podcast like we wow. have a lot of male fans yeah and wow. yeah so it's it's really interesting i think and uh, so i i think it's a it's a it's, it's really cool and it's such a great show i mean 
especially like the first four seasons of Friendship is Magic is solid. It's so solid. Yeah. 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 And you know, yeah, I mean like that, that whole stigma about, you know, men loving My Little, po- My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Friendship is Magic is, is the main point, right? Is right. that like, you know, My Little Pony is almost a conduit or like a sort of a way for these people, for these awesome people to get together and be friends, you know? Right. Like, I think that the way that Brony actually started, this is a fun fact, it was, um, it's not bro pony fans. It's actually, it was in, in 4chan, there was a B forum, and people went in there to try and sort of slag My Little Pony at first, and then all these people actually started realizing that they liked it, and they became bronies, yeah. right? Pony with the B. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, like, when they get together and stuff, it's just, I enjoy watching them have such a good time, and opening up to each other, and supporting each other. It's, it's a community yeah. for support, and friendship, and... Uh, and quite frankly, magic. It's, it's yeah. a fun experience. That's what my, one of my friends, Palos, you know, one of my fellow YouTubers, he said, it's, it was just like, I liked it because it was really good. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think that's really true. Show. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really good. I liked the movie. I, I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really cute. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I didn't get a chance to actually see it. I still, that's still on the docket for me. Yeah. Uh, I think Shining Armor shows up. He doesn't say anything, but. Uh, oh, okay. I got my fingers crossed for, for the next one. If they're. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah very cool. Uh, well, that's really neat. And then in Ninjago getting to be involved in that, that must be fun. That's it was fun. unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, back, I went for the lead characters back in the day and I had no idea sort of what it was. And I, I gave my best separate, the guys that cast are unbelievable. Some of the best here in Vancouver, definitely top notch. And when I saw Moro, the character come along, uh, that was my opportunity to to go and join him with the fun. So yeah. it's definitely a fun character. It was cool him uh, his backstory of you know wanting to be the green ninja and training under Sensei Wu, uh, and then sort of his uh, well I won't give too much away, but sort of where he ends in the series yeah. was uh, quite dramatic and uh, a lot of fun to play. Yeah, that's really cool. I wasn't as big a fan of the um, the movie. Of yeah, the well, movie. you know they didn't. It wasn't any of the voices. All the really talented people that sort of brought yeah. it together. That was a little bit of a bummer. But it was a bummer, and it was just kind of boring. It it just <laughs> oh, <no. wasn't> <laughs> come to the show. Hey, so, oh well, yeah. you win some, you lose some, right? Uh, okay. But that's awesome. So, all right. Well, I guess we should talk about Hallmark. <laughs> hey, always um, been talking about Hallmark. So your first role i think for hallmark was trading christmas is that right trading christmas uh, i mean gosh yeah there's been so many i think that was definitely one of the first ones yeah so not uh, see yeah so that's actually my favorite hallmark christmas movie believe it or not and it's not just because you're in it i just really <laughs> like it i think it's so good i actually think it's better than the holiday yeah, yeah. i do because i think cameron diaz is, diaz is super annoying i don't like her and <laughs> so <laughs> So I really like trading Christmas better. And it does a lot of things that I think aren't in Hallmark anymore, which I kind of miss. Like there is a lot of kissing. Yeah. In trading Christmas, which I'm a big fan of. And I think it's super romantic. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I like the way that it's still fun and it's still light, but it, it, it deals with some, uh, I like what it has to say about grieving and how, uh, Faith Ford's character comes to understand that she needs to honor, but she needs to also move on, you know, move on in her life, like find that balance. I just love it. I think it's such a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that was the one that I got to work with Brit on, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and then uh, getting to work with Brit again on Chesapeake Shores was amazing. I mean, we've known each other for 
forever. I mean, we did uh, a lot of animation together here in the city. And oh. then we played boyfriend and girlfriend on a few different Hallmark movies. And now I've had the pleasure of working with her on two seasons of Chesapeake Shore. So that oh, was cool. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I, forgot, I didn't realize that. That's really cool. Uh, and I, they actually, it's, it, it, I like the book, but like your character in particular is way better in the movie than in the book. <laughs> The book, he's like a Harley writer who's like kind of abusive and mean and everything like that. That doesn't sound very Hallmark to me. No. So they, they made that much better. He kind right. of like leaves her there because she's like too in love with Christmas and her mom and whatever. <laughs> like, no, because I, I was reading it. I'm like, no, I like Andrew Francis better. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, and then you had Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Where you got to, that was your first lead. Right, right? yes. Yeah. yeah. So that okay, was that no, fun. No, no, no. Wait, wait a minute. Trading Christmas, that was with Emma Lahana. Mr. Miracle, that was the one with Britter. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you're was, right. I had right. a little bit of confusion there. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, Mr. Miracle, that was really fun. Um, I can't remember the lead actor who, who, who put out that really interesting and awesome performance. Um, but he did an absolutely wonderful job. And that was the one that I got to work with Brit on. It's funny because we did all the scenes for that in a very short amount of time because I spent a majority of it with my leg all hurt up on the couch and her bringing me food. Oh, right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, and that's true. I'm like, oh my gosh, I ate. Because, you know, when we do takes of, uh, of, of a television show or a movie, um, you know, you have to do the master and then you have to do the coverage of one person, the coverage of another person sort of wide and then the close-ups and all that stuff. And so when you're doing eating scenes, you have to watch how many bites you take because oh, right, yeah. you have to multiply that by at least six or seven times by the time you're done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a super, super fun project to work on. I, I, I remember back to it just being so absolutely hot because we film a lot of these Christmas movies in the summertime, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're usually layered up. It was nice to be inside on that one. But uh, a lot of times you're wearing like, you know, four, 14 layers and you're out picking trees with fake snow and you have the fans on you trying to keep you cool. Uh, but always an interesting and amazing experience. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So yeah, it was Britt Irvin on that one. The, uh, uh, who's Mr. I, I'm not yeah, sure. That would have been the one before yeah. Trading Christmas would have been Emma Lahana. Right, right, right. Uh, so, yeah, and, uh, and then uh, you had Tis the Season for Love, and that is where you uh, first met, first worked with Brendan Penny. Right? Yes, that's right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's fun. Awesome time, yeah. yeah. And that movie is written by our friend Nina Weidman, who Nina. love. Nina, yeah, so <laughs> coming home for Christmas last year. We, she was our first interview that we ever had. No way, really? Yeah. When you started out at the top. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was a high, set the bar high. <laughs> yeah, you said she definitely sets the bar high, yeah. And I mean, we, last uh, year when we were at the Hallmark party, she approached me and said that she had coming home for Christmas and she saw, thought that I would be yeah. a good kid. And she was the kind of person who pushed me in the direction of doing the film. So I'm definitely indebted yeah. to Nina. I love her. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, we've actually now had her on twice. She's just basically a, a co-host of the podcast. <laughs> She's the best. Think about asked for a better co-host. <laughs> yes and uh yeah and so that one's a lot of fun and then uh and then mismatched and yeah. i i really like mismatched because i know a lot of people didn't like it but i'm not a big fan of the wedding movies to be perfectly honest sure. they're a little uh i just think they can be a little selfish the characters for my taste yeah. and uh but in this one it was kind of funny because it was sort of like all the bridezilla stuff was like kind of confronted right 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. And that was fun for me. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I had a pleasure working with Alexa. She was uh, amazing to work with. Mm -hmm. um, and also Elise Gatien, who, uh, who played my uh, wife-to-be in the film. Right. Um, she, uh, I actually cast her. I, I produced movies for a little while. I produced three in a year about three or four years ago. And uh, I cast her as one of the leads in that movie. So oh. getting her, with her was amazing. And I follow Alexa and Carlos, or Car yeah, Carlos, on, uh, and, and they're watch their baby ocean and all this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Whenever I see her at the Hallmark parties too, it's always like, uh, it's like seeing uh, second yeah. band. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, so yeah, and they're going to be in Nina's next movie uh, in yes. a, the uh, one on the Love on the Sea or whatever. Yeah, we got to talk about that when I saw them yeah. last week. Yeah. yeah, I want to work on a cruise ship or in, <laughs> in Africa. <laughs> no, hey, I love Parksville. I love Nanaimo. I love Qualcomm and sometimes Langley for the movies here. But you know, take me to Fiji. <laughs> right, exactly. You got to get get on that. Right? Um, so okay, so yeah, and uh, and then yeah, coming home for Christmas. Uh, playing yeah. hip yeah uh, yeah was that fun that seemed like a fun role it was super super fun yeah I was so honored to be to be offered the role and uh and it was just you know it was it was my biggest uh, I think my biggest or second biggest uh film that I've done for Hallmark in sort of uh the amount that the character sort of gives to the film uh -huh. uh, and yeah working with Danica was an absolute pl pleasure and working with Neil was an absolute pleasure again we were filming that uh, like just about this time last year when it was just insanely hot at this oh. house out in like the Meadows or Langley. Um, but no, the opportunity to play such a dynamic character and a character with such an arc was a huge pleasure. And, um, you know, Mel, our director was awesome. And uh, I was just, I was really honored when Hallmark thought of me for the role. Well, hopefully they will do a sequel and it can be you getting the girl the next time. <laughs> we that... talked to Nina about it. And, oh, really? Yeah. 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 So well, <laughs> kind of let me in that maybe something's in the works i mean i can't say too much but uh, i think some ideas have been thrown around all right that's what we want to hear so i also saw on your imdb that you were a dancer in in zombies i didn't know you were dance. do you dance i'm uh, not very well and uh no i don't think i danced in zombies oh what was i reading maybe i First of all, I'm wondering what zombies is, and second of all, dance. Yeah, it says it on your IMDb. I'm looking at it right now. It says zombies TV movie dancer. Zombies TV movie dancer. So your IMDb is incredible. How long ago? What year was this? Dude, this was this year. It's this a Disney year. movie, zombies. Uh, you know that, it, it, like on screen? It's just not an animated thing? Uh, I mean, it, it's not an animated program. There is like a... A little animated, like interstitial kind of thing. I don't know. You stumped me on this one. I, <laughs> Check I your IMDb. It's on there. And I was like, I didn't know Andrew danced. Yeah. What? I, mean, I didn't either. So uh, this is me, <laughs> me and you as well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, good. I mean, okay. Let's, let's pretend I did. Sure. Yes. I'm <laughs> you got to see it. It's amazing. It's like, wow, he does it all. <laughs> uh, so anyway, but let's talk about Connor. So this is so exciting. So Connor was my favorite character, not only because he's played by you, but because I related to his story arc so much. Because uh, when I was uh, when I was 27, I had been working at this job for three years, and uh, it, it was it started out that it was just going to be this like little secretarial job, and then it just kind of ballooned into this thing that like overtook my life and I just I had this uh manager who I just it was a it was not a good situation it was kind of a toxic situation she was just very critical 
of me, I was just super unhappy. (laughs) And uh, so when I finally quit that job, it was like a a very empowering moment in my life. And and, uh, something I'll never forget. And I, you know, I've worked on, worked from home and been self-employed ever since. And that was the best decision I ever made. (laughs) And I mean, I'm grateful that, uh, that it's all worked out. Uh, But I don't know. I just really related to his, uh, his story because it's like, you start this job, uh, with this, like, you know, enthusiasm and, and then it can just like drain you, uh, of everything. I don't know. And how, so how was it playing that role in that, that experience for you? Well, you know, playing Connor has been fantastic. I've, I've absolutely loved it. I mean, his, his story arc, um, it, it kind of matched my life a little bit. Like I tell this to the writers and the executives and stuff. I say, you know, I, when I read a script, I always wonder, I'm like, are you guys peering into my life? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Wild. Yeah. Um, you know, he started with that edge and he, you know, had problems with his mom, his dad, his, his brothers, his sisters. He kind of just had that air about him. And uh-huh. you know, he spent the first season kind of working himself up and, and sort of building relationships. And he was able to help Abby at the end with the custody battle, which was really awesome. Uh-huh. And there was growth there. And then in the second season, you know, he started working for the man uh, and he got into uh, kind of a drone type lawyer job. He passed the bar. No spoil. Sorry for the spoilers. everyone. But <laughs> yeah. uh, and he passed the bar and yeah, he started doing that. And, you know, he started to look around and see, okay, this isn't really fulfilling me. And he watched yeah. people who were definitely unfulfilled. And I'm sure you can relate to that kind yeah. of thing. You know, having the boss who wants this from you and that from you and is always being hypercritical. And so he, you know, mustered up the guts, uh, you know, even though his dad had sort of helped him get that job, Mick, um, <clears throat> he mustered up the guts to, to quit and to go and approach his dad and say, hey, look, I've left the job and I'm going to be working for Uncle Thomas for something that actually sort of spoke to him, to his heart. Yeah. And, uh, and I went through a lot of changes. I mean, last year I, uh, I decided to quit drinking. And so um, there's actually a little Easter egg. If you watch, uh, the last time you see Connor actually drink a beer is the very end of season one when they're clinking. And right. every other time, and you'll see in the season as well. I, I, didn't, I haven't told a single soul. So this is the first time I'm actually letting yeah. so, tell the executives. I just told the prop people on set. Oh my gosh, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, a lot of growing. So he, he grew a lot in season two. And, um, and then now in season three, <clears throat> you know, he's working for his Uncle Thomas. And, uh, and yeah, it, you know, fireworks start right off the bat for Connor a little bit. He yeah. slides a little bit into his old ways somewhat from the first season. Yeah. Uh, he gets a little bit of a chip on his shoulder with a few different people. Uh, and then throughout the season, he sort of comes to an understanding of how he needs to mature and how he needs to listen and uh, just really get great values for not only the audience, but as I was playing the character, uh, you know, it was just uh, a joy to embody those types of maturities because... Yeah. I feel like that's something that I'm going through as well. Yeah. I, I just hope he's not too tempted to buy the by corporate life again. I'm like, please, no, because. Uh, <laughs> too much, but uh, no, right. growing and, uh, and seeing the, the forest for the trees yeah. as unintended. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's really interesting. I, I think him and Jess are the ones that are most affected by Megas' decision to leave the family, Definitely. and uh, and so I don't know. How do you tap into? Of course, Barbara Niven's just so lovely, so I think that's got to help a little bit. But uh, but how do you tap yeah, into no, that? that? Actually, it sort of cuts you off. That actually hurts. It's hard. Right. <laughs> the stuff that I have to do with Barbara, like I have to sort of act in a certain way and sometimes brush her off. And she's just such a loving, giving, caring person who yeah. I love deeply in real life. It's so hard to be giving her the mean eyes and saying, you know, you know 
not so nice things to her. You know, right. it's really tough. You know, and afterwards we'll hug before a scene, <laughs> we'll hug after a scene, and we'll be like, we, you know, we love each other in real life, but we have to embody these characters. So yeah. I mean, yes, it definitely helps working with Barbara, but sometimes because she is so sweet, right. it's difficult to play that, uh, that chip on the shoulder that I normally wouldn't have with her at all. Right, right. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you come from a large family or? Uh... I don't come from a very large family. No, I just have, I have one brother who's four years okay. old. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So how do you, how, how does this uh, like sibling dynamic, how do you kind of make it feel like it feels like you guys are, uh, like you have chemistry, I feel like, with each other as siblings. And uh, I don't know, how are you able to make that happen? Is it just natural or? It, it helps. I mean, well, the girls, they got along right off the bat just because I think a few of them knew each other and just they're, they're very kindred spirits. Not to yeah. say that the, us guys didn't get along with them as well, but um, right. as the seasons went on, I mean, we really did become a family. Like my girlfriend visited me on set and we were all in the van driving from uh, what we call the circus where the trailers are to set and we were talking about something and afterwards he was like you guys really are like family now like wow yeah and you know, when i started the series uh, connor was very to himself he was living in new york and he didn't have a relationship with them and so as the series progressed i was lucky enough to sort of build my relationship with the girls with the family uh, as my character was discovering his relationships with the family as well yeah uh, so in that regard i was actually quite lucky and then in this season i think he gets uh, i won't say with who but you know he gets very close to a few of his siblings mm -hmm. and uh has some very very heartfelt moments and uh is able to actually give advice to them where connor from the previous seasons wasn't really in a place to do that so mm -hmm. And, and, and me getting to know them as well, it just, it, it made it uh, very easy and, um, and just a real joy to work with them and to find those moments. Yeah. Did you have like fav a favorite episode or scene or moment of the show for you? Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, the, the car scene with Treat uh, uh, in season one, where I kind of lay into him, that was, uh, we did a lot of takes of that. We did um, one where actually Connor broke down crying, which mm -hmm. uh, was a little too early for his uh, for his character development to actually go there. Um, but that was a very intense scene. Um, you know, working with Treat, uh, he's uh, he's a pro. Uh, he knows his stuff, and uh, he teaches me a lot. You know, and so I had a lot of fun working with Treat. But you know, to be honest, um, my favorite scenes are from this upcoming season. Uh, mm -hmm. There's just some there are some just such heartfelt scenes. I mean, there's some, some, and you're going to see it right off the bat. There's some real tension that builds up, you know, and there's some, some stuff, there's some drama, some conflict. And those scenes are always really, really great to, to play. Um, but then with the sisters, uh, there's some emotional stuff, you know, we, we dig up sort of what happened in the past and, um, revisit those painful memories that we're sort of getting through. I mean, that's a huge part of the show is sort of reliving and, and, and getting past, you know, past trauma. And there's a few scenes, there's one, um, I can't say who, I'm, I'm going to leave it a surprise, but it's about yeah. mid-season and it's quite emotional. And, uh, and it was definitely, um, I felt very, it was a very rewarding experience to get to show that side of Connor. So oh, that's so scene, cool. the next scene that I'm, I'm very excited for the audience to see. Cool. That's great. Yeah. We haven't had much, uh, romance yet for Connor. There was Danielle, mm -hmm. but it was pretty compared to the other siblings' romance. It was yeah. a pretty mi more minor plot. Most definitely. And uh, so uh, hopefully we'll be getting a little bit more of that. Maybe. Uh, yes. There's uh, again without giving too much. <laughs> uh, there is a definitely there's an arc between uh, you know Good. yeah we got together at the end of last season and uh, 
right off the bat, uh, you'll be seeing Danielle, maybe not in the first couple episodes, but oh. uh, into it, she, she definitely comes back into Connor's life or is, is there in Connor's life. Um, oh, no, 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 actually, you do see her in the first few episodes. Um, but there's, you know, their, their relationship is interesting because, uh, you know, they work together in sort of the same type of field. And there's sometimes conflicts that can come out of that. And uh, yeah, uh, without saying too much, there's definitely yeah. an arc this season with their characters. So you never know which way it's going to go. That's really, really good. Do you think that Connor has a particular one of the siblings that he sort of meshes with most? Is it Jess or Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, for different things, different siblings. Um, I mean, Jess and Connor, they were the youngest uh, when Megan moved away and Mick was always working. So a lot of the times they banded together. Yeah, uh, there's uh, definitely some scenes in this <clears throat> this upcoming season where uh, they they relive some of those moments and they talk and actually get to connect. Yeah. I think that might actually happen in uh, there's a first scene where Jess and Connor get to connect in the uh, first either episode or second episode. We've only seen two so far when I was down in LA. Um, but yeah, no, there's a, a strong connection with them because of the trauma that they've been through and uh, right. you know the way that they coped and were together. And then of course there's the bonding moments between uh, Brendan's character uh, Kevin and and Connor. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of animosity between the two of them just because uh, Kevin was always the shining example and, uh, you know, did all the things right per se. Yeah. And Connor was more of the the wild child and that kind of stuff. And he kind of felt like uh, Kevin got a little bit more uh, attention than he did. And so there's some tension there and a little bit that gets brought up in season three as well. Yeah. Um, but there's also, you know, uh, there's brotherly love, right? I mean, that's what's so great about Hallmark especially Chesapeake Shores, but anything Hallmark, but on Chesapeake Shores is that you get to see not only the conflict, but the resolution. And mm-hmm. you know, it, we play in the real a lot on Chesapeake Shores, which yeah. is one of the joys of working on, uh, on such a spe- spectacular show. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited. Is, is Brendan Penny a super goof on set? Because, <laughs> uh, because we heard from Jen Lilly that he is a goof. Well, you know what? I'm going to say for the record, he's a consummate professional. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you can be a bit of a goof. We can all be a little bit of a goof. I mean, okay. sometimes, you know, we'll all get the giggles. Him and Amelia, especially. Okay. And, and, and ladies there too. Like, uh, they'll start, when the giggles start, you'll sort of catch eyes with somebody. And, uh, and yeah, they'll, uh, they'll just start to come and you have to try and bury them. And the crew just sort of deals with it because they know like, okay, they go again. They're, and they get the giggles, right? But uh, yeah. Brendan definitely, when a certain thing will happen, he'll shoot <laughs> and I'll just, and it'll be, let's say on my coverage and I have to, you know, use all of my strength to not just break out laughing with him like I want, right? But we all play sort of little games with yeah. each other every once in a while. But no, he's, he's a total professional. I learned a lot from Brendan. I connected with him a lot more this season and uh, okay. definitely a guy that I love. Yeah, he's, he's a true friend. Great. Uh, well, we like to end our interviews with uh, some silly questions. Okay, sure. And uh, so if you mind indulging us, let me hold those up real quick. We call them the teen beat questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of teen beat, but Was it's that like, like back. Was that like a magazine? Where yeah, like- you could have like Jonathan Taylor Thomas on your wall. Like yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just our, our silly questions. So yeah. Sure, okay, well, I'm in. All right, here we go. Okay, so first one, best ice cream flavor. Oh, boy. If you talk to my younger self, it'd be bubble gum, but now I've, I'm loving coconut. Coconut anything. Mm, yum. Okay, favorite color? Favorite color, blue. Not good. Uh, what music are you into right now? What music am I into right now? Well, you know, I started a meditation center uh, here in Vancouver oh, called yeah. Den Den Meditation. Uh-huh. And uh, so I've been listening to a lot of meditative music. That's kind of my jam at the moment. 
like Enya and stuff like that? Uh, I wouldn't go as far as saying Enya. I mean, maybe uh, sometimes, uh, but like, uh, you know, I play the Tibetan bowls and the gong. Oh, okay. Stuff. So uh, just stuff that, uh, that sort of puts my mind at ease and helps me uh, meditate a little bit. Easier. Cool. Good. All right. Uh, next is your go-to date night food. Go-to date night food. Uh, yeah. Well, I've given up meat. Uh, so my girlfriend and I, Carrie, we love to go out for, uh, for fish. Well, I guess not meat. I've given up like red, red meat. meat. So, okay. So I love, uh, I love anything seafood. Lobster, I love. Dungeness crab. Mm. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, and your go-to date night activity? Go-to date night activity. Uh, I love going out to dinner. And then uh, I like going out, you know, since we've stopped drinking, I love, uh, I don't know, actually, that's a good question. I mean, I love going to see a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes a good walk can be great. I mean, Vancouver, we live in a town here where the climate is never too hot or never too cold. It's rainy sometimes. Um, but yeah, like the city is so beautiful. I love just going for, uh, going for a really nice walk after dinner. That sounds like a great life to me. Okay, so dogs or cats? Uh, well, I own a dog named Bento, so I love dogs. But my girlfriend has a uh, cat named Chip, who I also love. So that's a dead dog. Okay, good. <laughs> That's a very good answer. Okay, so beaches or mountains? Again, this is a dead tie. <laughs> I love beaches. I love to surf. Um, I love to wakeboard. That's one of my passions. Oh. Uh, but I also love to snowboard. Big time. Oh. Yeah, and I love to longboard. So if I'm on a mountain, I'm either snowboarding or longboarding. And if I'm on the water, I'm wakeboarding or surfing. So yeah. it's, uh, it depends on the season, I guess. Winter, nice. I love the mountains. Summer, I love the ocean. Well, if you ever get out to Utah, we can give you tips. Okay, good. Where to go and everything. Uh, so, all right. Uh, suit or tie, suit and tie or sweats? Oh, sweats. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I wear enough suit and ties on Chesapeake Shores. Good gracious. <laughs> yeah. But I've always got a monkey suit on, right? I, I got to just every once in a while ask, like, can I roll the sleeves up and do some tie? And <laughs> yeah. they give you that leeway. But for three and a half months, I'm in a suit and tie. So most definitely whatever's most comfortable. They're like, what kind of show do you think this is? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Favorite holiday? Favorite holiday? I love Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really beat Christmas, especially you if you're from Hallmark. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I mean, when we get the pleasure of actually seeing some snow come down in Vancouver, uh, that's the best. We actually had yeah. snow on Christmas Day this year, and I'm overjoyed. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I like snow through New Year's, and then after it, it's kind of a pain in the neck. Uh, but. <laughs> It as is. long as I don't have to drive, I hate driving on the snow. Well, that's the whole thing. Driving is tough, right? But yeah. I mean, like going for a walk, I'll take the dog and we'll go yeah. for a walk. And I am just, Bento's just a little guy, right? So he's Aww. just thing, from thing to thing. And like, <laughs> honestly, one of my favorite things is like sitting in a hot tub and looking up and watching the snow sort of look like it's dark against the white sky. It's like one of my gosh, that sounds so fun. Yeah, very uh, So, all right. So the last question. Okay. What, what is, I mean, this is hard since you don't have Hallmark Channel in Canada, but what is your favorite Hallmark movie? And you can pick one of your own if you want. My favorite Hallmark movie. <laughs> I think it's the yet to come Chesapeake Shores Christmas movie. Oh. Let's do it. Yes, let's do it, please. <laughs> it's a future movie, but I'm guessing it will be my favorite. And even just manifesting, it, I'm going to say that's my favorite. Yes, I want to see that. Uh, we've had a Good Witch Christmas movie. We've had a uh, When Calls the Heart Christmas movie. Yeah. So we, we need to have it. Just to be sure. I mean, what do they do when it's not sunny out? Good grief. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's always sunny in Chesapeake Shores. I grew up in Maryland. It snows there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of that. 
Yeah. Yeah. For real. Well, cool. Well, that's good. And uh, so thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. This has been so much fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's my pleasure, Rachel. Thank I you. really appreciate it. And yeah. uh, so do you have um, social media that you want to share or anything like that? Yeah. So my, um, which is which here? My uh, Twitter is Drew Francis 604. 604 is our area code here. And my, uh, my Instagram is Andrew Francis 604. Great. And well, we'll have that. Vice versa. But. Okay, great. We'll have that in the description section. And so okay. make sure you're following Andrew. And uh, you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. And make sure you're following the podcast at Homer Pod on all social media. And also, uh, you can listen to us on all the different podcast platforms. And if you can put in a review on uh, iTunes, it's very helpful because uh, then people can find the show. So we really appreciate that. And thank you so much again, Andrew. This was a blast. Yeah, my pleasure. And, and I hope everybody tunes in August 5th for, uh, for our premiere of season three. And we'll all be live tweeting yeah. the cast. And so all you Chessies, you Hardies, you Hallmarkies, <laughs> join us on Twitter and let's just blow the Twitter sphere up. We will be live tweeting and we are going to be having our, we're calling it Chesapeake Chats, where Woo. each week on Thursdays, we're going to be talking about the latest episode. Awesome. So make sure you check out that. That's going to be really fun. So well, it's been an absolute pleasure, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And hopefully we can have you on again soon. Amber, Amber was so sad she couldn't be here. So yes. uh, hopefully we have you on again. Without a doubt. Okay. Thanks. Okay.